This is Cliff Mass, and welcome to my weather podcast. Each week, I talk about current weather, provide a forecast for the weekend and beyond, and give you more details about an interesting weather phenomenon. It's Friday, April 16th, and let's talk about the weather. Well, we have an unusually warm period ahead. In fact, we're well into it. Normally, this time of the year, our high temperatures here in the Puget Sound region and in western Washington are in the mid to upper 50s. But that's not going to be the case today and for the weekend. Temperatures will zoom up into the upper 70s for many, even around 80 if you're away from the water. So the central thing that's going on is we have a ridge of high pressure aloft right right along the coast that's associated with sinking and warming air. At the same time, we have high pressure near the surface to the east of us that is providing offshore or easterly flow. And that's warm because as the air sinks on the mountains, we tend to warm up. So today we'll have perfectly clear skies, uh, easterly winds coming down off the, off the Cascades, temperatures getting up to 78 in, uh, to 80 for, mu- for much of the region. Uh, a little bit cooler near the water because the water is only around 50 degrees. Now, it'll get even warmer on Saturday. That easterly flow will weaken, but it'll be strong enough, and the sinking due to the high is strong enough. Temperatures will be in the upper 70s for many of us, and I expect low 80s, especially in southwest Washington, places away from the water. It'll actually be cooler in eastern Washington than western Washington during this period, which is a little bit unusual. Now, Sunday should be a little bit of a cool down, and that's because a trough of low pressure is going to move to our east. It'll bring in a little bit cooler air. Uh, I expect the easterly winds will weaken, so temperatures will only be in the lower to mid-70s on Sunday. And then next week is going to be one in which we slowly cool down. Uh, Monday will be dropping down to the low 70s, upper 60s, and a weak cold front will come through uh, on Tuesday, but I don't expect anything severe. Temperatures going back down into the upper 60s, which is still way above normal, and maybe even mid-60s by the middle of the week. So this is going to be an above-normal period for temperature. I don't see any precipitation at all over the region through at least next Thursday, so it should be dry. Um, in fact, the greatest chance of rain is way to the south in southern Oregon and Montana, where they could get some showers, but not over western Washington and probably not over eastern Washington as well. Well, enjoy the weather. There's only one thing we have to be careful about is that the conditions are quite dry. And if you have light fuels like grasses, they could burn. So we have to be careful not to start any fires in grassy areas. We don't have to worry about the mountains because the snowpack is so substantial that there's little chance of any fires up there. Well, enjoy the weather. And in my segment that follows this discussion, I'm going to give you a deep dive into heat waves and what produces the real warmth here in Western Washington. Thanks for listening. Weather doesn't end with the forecast. Now let's talk about the special weather topic of the week. Today I'm going to talk about the secrets of Northwest heat waves. 
So what are the essential ingredients to get a heat wave here in western Washington or in western Oregon? Number one is easterly or offshore directed flow. And let me remind you, in meteorological parlance, easterly winds are winds from the east. The temperature of the eastern Pacific is cool year-round. Typically, it's in the upper 40s. It's in the upper 40s right now. Thus, if air is coming from off the Pacific Ocean, it is really hard for us to get very warm. That makes sense. But if air is coming from the east, things are different. We are isolated from the cool ocean, and then we have the potential to warm up. But easterly flow has other warm benefits. To get to western Washington or Oregon, air coming from the east must sink down the western slopes of the Cascades. And when air descends, it warms by compression. Now, that makes sense because air pressure decreases with height. And so descending air coming from the crest of the Cascades down to the lowlands must move from low pressure to higher pressure and thus is compressed. And as most of you know, when you're pumping up a tire pump, compressing air causes it to warm. Now, heat waves in our region are also aided by having warm air aloft. That makes sense. And nothing helps that more than having an area of high pressure aloft over the region. This is also known as an upper-level ridge. And high pressure in this upper-level ridge is associated with sinking air, which is warmed by compression. And it even goes further than that. On the west side of the ridge, there tends to be southerly flow, flow from the south, which brings warm air up into the region. So upper-level highs, upper-level ridges tend to cause us to be warm aloft. But these upper-level ridges of high pressure have another warm benefit. Since weather systems typically tilt westward with height, the surface high pressure that is associated with the upper-level ridge is typically east of the Cascades. So just think about the geometry. We have high pressure aloft over, over us, but high pressure at low levels is to our east. Now, such a situation with high pressure to our east tends to force air to move from the east to the west. Air likes to go from high to low pressure. So high pressure to our east, east of the Cascades, produces easterly winds, which as they pass over and down the Cascades, tend to warm as they are compressed as they sink down the western slopes. Finally, strong heating of the surface is obviously helpful for a heat wave. And thus our most profound heat waves occur from late April through late September when the sun is strong and days are long. Now, a lot of the features that I've talked about are actually occurring right now. And that's why we're going to be very warm today and over the weekend. Now, an interesting regional weather feature usually accompanies the major heat waves in western Oregon and Washington, something known as the thermal trough. A trough is meteorological terminology for an area of low pressure. And a thermal trough is an area of low pressure associated with low-level warm air. 
Now, during the summer, a thermal trough is usually resident in Southern California, uh, up into Central California, in the uh, Central Valley area of the state. But when high pressure builds to the east of the Cascades here in the Northwest, the warming from the easterly flow descends the western slopes of the Cascades, causing the pressure to fall in the Willamette Valley, and the thermal trough then extends northward into western Oregon. Now, if the situation persists, if the high pressure stays there east of the Cascades, the thermal trough can extend into western Washington and is associated with the warmest temperatures there or here. Ironically, the thermal trough often helps set up its own demise and the end of the heat wave. Now, with low pressure from the thermal trough over the inland area of western Oregon and Washington, cool air from off the ocean would love to move inland. And keep in mind that that cool air offshore tends to be associated with higher pressure. So we have cool high pressure offshore, low pressure with warmth in western Washington and Oregon. The only thing that allows the heat wave to continue is the strong easterly offshore flow forced by high pressure to the east. But when that high pressure moves out, when the easterly flow weakens, everything changes. The cool marine air then surges eastward into western Oregon and Washington in what is known as an onshore and marine push and our temperatures tend to crash within hours. Finally, people like to know about the extremes. What was the greatest heat wave ever experienced here in Seattle during recent years? Well, the all-time record high in Seattle is 103 degrees Fahrenheit, and that, in, that occurred on July 29, 2009. There was offshore flow at that, trust me. The second greatest heat wave was 100 degrees Fahrenheit on July 20th, 1994. Now, our heat wave today and tomorrow will not get anywhere close to that. We'll probably top out around 80. But keep in mind but that is still about 20 degrees Fahrenheit above normal. So upper 50s is the typical high for this time of the year. Well, enjoy the heat, and now you understand exactly what causes it. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Feel free to send me your questions or any topics you would like me to cover. This podcast will be available every Friday morning on my blog and major podcast platforms. If you would like to support this podcast, feel free to use the Patreon link on my blog. See you next time.